Welcome to the Bottle Poppin' Podcast, where Meg and Heather share their love for oils, friendship, and entrepreneurship. Let's get it poppin'. Hey, everyone. This is Meg. This is Heather. And we are the Bottle Poppin' Podcast. So, Heather, share with us what we're popping open today. We are going to pop open some sunscreen discussion. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, for those who don't know, this is a product that doTERRA um, members have been asking for for years. Years. So long uh, because natural sunscreen is really important and there are very few companies that do it right. And so for a long time, I really did not think doTERRA was ever going to do this, but it ends up they didn't want to do it until they could do it right. And so it's taken a long time for them to do the research to be able to have truly an effective, safe sunscreen. But it's finally here. It came out this month, July, that this is being recorded in July. I think it came out in July. And already, unfortunately, a lot of it has sold out, <laughs> but the, this is a permanent product, so it will be back. Uh, but probably by the time this episode airs, it won't all be available for purchase, but maybe some of it will. But I highly recommend as soon as it becomes available, go buy it because it's pretty awesome. So let's talk about it. I guess first, pop it open. What do you think about the smell? <laughs> yes. Um, so I never have minded sunscreen smell. In fact, Interestingly enough, when I've even thought about recreating my own homemade sunscreen, because, you know, trying to get natural, that is a little harder. I have gotten question, what scent would I add to it to give it that sunscreen smell? Sandalwood always comes to mind. Huh. Yeah, this smells orangey. Now I'm going to assume that there is not wild orange as any of the the first ingredients, if in it at all, because it's a citrus oil and is one of the photosensitive ones, Mm -hmm. but it smells like that creamsicle smell to me. It smells lovely. It's very soft. It's nice. I agree. And I don't think it smells like sunscreen at all. Personally. Do you think it does? Um, no, actually, I guess I couldn't really describe what other thing it would smell like. Maybe a soft, just body lotion. Yeah. I mean, it is really nice. It's, it's not overpowering at all, which is kind of cool too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the smell of it. Uh, it it is kind of strange after years and years and years of smelling like sunscreen and even like my bathing suits, even though they've been washed many times, smell like sunscreen, it's interesting to think like, huh, that might not be the smell of my bathing suits the more I use this. <laughs> for better or for worse. I don't know, Meg. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so let's talk about the one that we were just both smelling first, okay. which is the face and body sunscreen stick. I will say this is by far my favorite product in the line so far. It is so soft. It applies so smoothly. I have my plan was to use this for my face and then to use the other products for my body. And so I'm going to take my kids and my nieces to the pool and they say they prefer, you know, stick. I assume by fault that they're going to put it on their face because they just saw me put it on my face. And so I hand it to my four-year-old niece and no, it's on her knees and all over her (laughs) arms and legs. She hands it to my son. He's got it all over his arms and legs. I'm like, okay, note to self that is now the body sunscreen. (laughs) So I think what I'm going to do is I am going to purchase two of these when they are available and then take a permanent marker and circle whether this is a face one or a body one, because I don't want to be putting it on my face when they've just rubbed it all over their little bodies. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) 
But so I tried this. We were going paddle boarding at the lake and I figured, okay, I'm going to try all of these products and just kind of see how they do. And so I applied this to my face. It very easily went on. I very easily rubbed it all in. My my people were my my check to make sure everything was rubbed back in and it did its job. We ended up being out on the lake for several more hours than expected. And I did not reapply like I was planning on and I was fine. I did have a hat on, but usually I'll still get some across the nose and cheeks and yeah. I did not. And so it did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I will add one caveat as far as it going on smoothly. I recently <laughs> went uh, worked all day and then afterwards went to a friend's house to hang out in her pool. And right now in Dallas, it's been above 100 degrees every single day. So all day long, my, my sunscreen sat in my car <laughs> and baked. And so that night I get to my friend's house and it's still, it's like six o'clock. So sun is still up, but I open up the sunscreen stick specifically to apply to my face. And my nose like just dove right in. Like <laughs> It was so weird because looking at it, it was still a solid stick. But as soon as I put any pressure on it, it just like dove in. And so I know this is not interesting to anybody else, but Heather can see this on our <laughs> Zoom screen. <laughs> like I have a nose indentation on my stick. <laughs> so don't do that. Like if you're going to be out in the sun or leave your your sunscreen in your car, maybe put it in like a cooler or something like that next to an ice pack. <laughs> so out of curiosity, did you end up putting it in the refrigerator to re-solidify it and have I you didn't. used it since then? Okay. I have used it since then. Yeah. I, I think just once it wasn't sitting, baking in a car all day long, it's been fine <laughs> and it's gone back to a solid stick. That's really funny. So I actually did have the knowledge to put it in the cooler while we were on the lake because I had it and then the actual lotion with us. Yeah. And when I opened the lotion, it was already runny enough that in my head, I was like, oh, this probably should not be sitting out in the sun because then it's just going to be liquefied by the time we get to it again. So I did put it in the cooler, but we actually didn't end up using it again that day. And I've used it since and it's the normal thickness. It's not, yeah, yeah. But yes, I agree. I think keeping it cool is probably advised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've talked about the stick. We've mentioned the lotion, which the lotion is also for face and body. Slight difference between the two though yeah. is the face and body stick is a 40 SPF mm -hmm. versus the face and body lotion is a 30 SPF. Yeah, yeah, good call out. And then obviously consistently, consistency is a little bit different between them. It is. So I guess let's talk about the lotion next from that standpoint. Um, my kids are very, very particular on the sunscreen that we put on them. They have found their brand that is as clean as I could find it prior to this. And they like the texture of it. It rubs fully in. They're, they're happy. If we go to somebody's house and they don't have that brand, it's always a little bit of a struggle. So when this came out, they were hesitant to try it because, you know, they don't like change. And so I convinced them to try it. They have been pleased with this so far. It rubs fully in. Um, it is a mineral versus a chemical sunscreen. We'll get to that in a minute, but that main ingredient is the zinc. And so zinc is white. And so yeah. I think a lot of people's concern is when you put it on, you're still going to have this white look to it. I was able to fully rub it in on them. They didn't mind the texture and it wasn't all white all over them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it does. I do feel like make my skin look a little bit paler, 
because of the zinc and white whiteness in it, but it's not noticeable. <laughs> it looks like you have sunscreen on. Like I've used right. other spray, sunscreens yeah. before that just look like you have a layer of sunscreen on, but right. it's not like you see those like old pictures of like lifeguards with just white streaks across yeah. their cheeks. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, always makes me think of skiing because that's what you would do is the white line and it looked real cool you know, as a kid. <laughs> well, yeah. and on that note, you know, I think I grew up in Florida. I live in Texas now. Sunscreen is used by me in the summer primarily because we're outside and or around the water. I ha- don't have the experience with skiing, but you had brought up the other day how important it is for people that are skiing to be using mm-hmm. sunscreen too. Never even considered that. Yeah. Yeah. If you are, I mean, out in the bright snow, you know, and that's reflecting light back up, it's real easy to get a sunburn and snow as well. It makes so, sense. Yeah. This is a year round product. And if you think about it too, doTERRA is located in Utah, which has some of the best skiing in the U S so yeah, they definitely <laughs> will be using it there year round. Yeah. But yeah, at this point in Texas, this is a summer product for us primarily. So unless we can fit in that ski trip this year, that would be awesome. Oh, my husband has to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So so third product. Yep. Third product is the body spray. It is a 30 SPF. Mm -hmm. I have mixed emotions about this one so far. So my... (laughs) My experience with spray sunscreens are probably chemical-laced aerosols that I can spray a just a mist and it goes over my arms. And in my mind, all those little particles are attaching everywhere they should, and it's going to mm-hmm. protect me from the sun. I don't have to rub it in. Part of the reason that I choose spray sunscreen is because I can reach my back without having a partner nearby to rub it in. So I can just spray, it's on. I went to do that with this doTERRA one thinking I will spray it on my back and I don't need somebody to help me rub it in. It created a white splotch on my back. (laughs) (laughs) However, you tell me that with um, natural spray sunscreens that that is the case. Uh, Yeah. Well, and honestly, I have only used, I've, I'm sure I've used more than one, but the last few years I've used only one brand of natural sunscreen and I really like it. So it's, I mean, I guess I can say this on here. It's beauty counters, what I've been using, which does really good skincare stuff and it's worked great, but I feel like it's the same with beauty counter where it has to be rubbed in because it is a big white splotch. And so, yeah. So for that reason, I felt like this was exactly how I expected it to be. (laughs) But I have, I mean, it's been a long time, but once you're describing, you know, it just kind of going all over and falling where it needs to. I do remember doing that back when I used to use chemical laden sunscreens, but I guess I just totally forgot about it. So for that reason, I felt like this was like, oh good, this works just as well. And again, like the smell is what amazes me as well. Just not smelling like sunscreen, but having this nice light fragrance to it. So, and then on top of that, it's a little bit more liquidy than the lotion one. So I feel like it rubs in super easy as well. So you said, you said you sprayed it in your hand and then applied it. That's how I did it. Yeah. Versus doing the splotch I did. I think the first time, like I sprayed it on my chest, it was just a splotch and then I used my hand to rub it in. But as far as on my back, like it's hard to even point exactly where I want it and then rub it in. Yeah. So put on my hand then reach behind me, rub it in or have my husband rub it in or 
whoever's available. (laughs) (laughs) You you have hands, rub this in. Yes. (laughs) Um, So do you feel like the spray left less of that sunscreen looking layer on you than the lotion did? I feel like it did. Yeah. And maybe it's because it was just easier to spread because it is more liquidy. Okay. Yeah. They are both 30. So in Uh my mind, they should be doing the same job. And the other thing about being 30 is they are broad spectrum. So they're covering those UVA and UVB rays, which not all sunscreens have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So let's actually talk a little bit about it. Um, Just for entertainment value, we won't go through all of the chemicals here in the podcast that it doesn't have in it, but I will put that in the show notes so that you can see that in case you're worried about specific chemicals in your sunscreen. So check out the show notes for this episode to see that. But some of the key things are things like this is a mineral sunscreen, not a chemical sunscreen. And so one of the big differences between them is chemical sunscreens, they absorb UV rays and protect the skin that way, whereas mineral sunscreens, they protect it by reflecting the UV rays. So they never even enter the body, which is pretty interesting. Hence that layer that you see, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's a bunch of reasons. uh, I think I say obviously, but maybe it's not obvious to everybody, but there should be a lot of reasons why we want to avoid chemicals. So chemicals have all kinds of things like um, they can generate free radicals in the body when it's actually allowing the UV rays into your, into your body. Also, um, there are some very dangerous chemicals out there that can be hormone disruptors. So you want to make sure to avoid that as well. It's also what leads to skin allergies. So obviously if you have a zinc allergy, then this isn't going to work for you. This mineral sunscreen is not going to work for you, but for the most part, people are much more likely to have a sensitivity or an allergy to a chemical than they are to a mineral. And then also I have read just recently, actually a bunch of studies about how the chemicals in traditional sunscreen are leading more to skin cancer than actually the sun would, which so, is interesting. Yeah, I'd like to touch on that a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. from South Florida and a mother with uh, Irish heritage have the light freckly skin. And my mom's family has history of skin cancer. And so we always wore sunscreen until I was old enough to make my own choice. And then I switched to tanning oil, which Mm -hmm. came with its own set of problems. But even my sister, who's still in her thirties, has had melanoma removed from her face and from her chest because we were just in the sun all the time. Yeah. Now, my dermatologist, even knowing my family history of that, is very keen on making sure that you're getting 20 minutes of sunlight a day that you don't have sunscreen Protected. on. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we do want the vitamin D that we get from the sun. And I right. will say, I had never been vitamin D deficient until I moved to Texas because in mm-hmm. Florida, you're outside year round. In Texas, we do get a little bit of a winter here. And so there is part of the year. Well, there's part of the year we're inside because of the winter. And then there's part of the year we're inside because of the summer because it's just <laughs> it's too hot. hot to be yeah. out anywhere else. <laughs> so I was never vitamin D deficient until I moved to Texas. All of a sudden I was. And the dermatologist recommended, okay, get the 20 minutes unprotected sun a day. But then after that, you do need to put on sunscreen just to protect your body. I know there is a lot of people. I have lots of friends that are anti-sunscreen 
because of the fact that it is being researched that the sunscreen can often cause cancer more so than just getting the sun exposure. Right. Oh, that feels really challenging for me as somebody whose family has a history of skin cancer, because Mm -hmm. I fully believe in the unprotected sun for the vitamin D, but I also fully believe that if you're going to be in the sun for long periods of time, we need something to protect our skin. Sunscreen is it. I don't want the chemicals. So my options I'm hoping that this is what I've been asking for and looking for. I'm pleased with it so far. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I talk to clients a lot about sun exposure. Like it's one of the best ways to actually improve your sleep is to get out in the mornings unprotected for 20 minutes. It's what helps our body naturally create melatonin so that you do fall asleep better. It puts your body back into circadian rhythm so that you sleep like at regular intervals throughout the day. It's it's really important. And if you're constantly quote protected from the sun, then you're missing out a lot of things our body actually needs. But on the other hand, yeah, sunburns are horrible, (laughs) are absolutely horrible. And we've got sunscreen, uh, not sunscreen. We've got uh, skin cancer in my family as well. Not quite as bad as yours, but again, we're just very pale people. So (laughs) we've burned a lot. The other thing, and this is just from a nutritional standpoint, it makes such a difference, like with everything, it's what we put on the inside. And if you avoid polyunsaturated fats that are heated, so this is all of your nuts and seed oils. This is all of like vegetable oil, canola oil. If you can avoid all of that, your body, it is very hard for your skin to burn. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Hold on. Break that down a little bit smaller for me. Tell me what oils we should be using. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about consumption internally here. Yeah. And this is helping your body avoid sunburn. Is that what I just understood? It totally will. Yeah. Yeah, it will. So the reason a lot of times the reason why we sunburn is because what's in the inside is already toxic, irritated, and the sun adds to it. And the main thing that makes our body toxic, irritated from a food standpoint is polyunsaturated fats that have been exposed to heat or light. So polyunsaturated fats are extremely sensitive to heat and light. And this is primarily nut and seed oils. Um, And so it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad. Like if you want to make a salad dressing with walnut oil, that's awesome because it's not going to be heated, but you want to make sure that your walnut oil also maybe is refrigerated, that it's in a dark bottle. (laughs) But if you think about things like vegetable oil, which is a polyunsaturated fat that is used for frying, like at every restaurant, some form of vegetable oil, whether it's corn or canola or, you know, soybean oil, all of those should not be used for heating at all, but it's the cheapest oil. Also, if you think about just in the grocery store, those oils are always in clear bottles and then they're sitting under these lights. So it's literally toxic before you ever take it home and then ingest it. Those are always used for heating. Like Maybe there are some people who make homemade salad dressings with those oils, but not not generally, you know. <laughs> and yeah, uh, most baking calls for those types of oils, and it's just it's wrong. That's that's why our skin is so sensitive to different things. A lot of times, it's also why our skin is dry and flaky, is because we're consuming the wrong oils that are managed the wrong way. And so, if you want to improve your skin health, 
use oils the right way. So there's three different categories. There's saturated fat, and this is normally solid when cold. So like you think about coconut oil or bacon grease, you know, all of that, once it gets cold, it's, it's uh, solid. Those can be used at super high heating points. Then there's monounsaturated fats. And this is like your olive oil, um, avocado oil also falls into this, but avocado oil has more saturated fat in it than olive oil. So that's why you can use olive oil at a higher cooking temperature, but really your olive oil should only be used for like maybe a stir fry, something on top of the oven. Don't bake with it use it for lower heats. It's awesome to use drizzled on top of food. So like in Italy, a lot of times they'll cook a steak and then drizzle olive oil on top so that you get the flavor and you get all of the good healthy fats in it, but without turning them rancid by heating them up too much. And so it's awesome for, I mean, that's what I primarily use for making homemade salad dressings as well. And then all of those nuts and seed oils, they're, they're good to use occasionally, but for the most part, I just try to avoid them. Like I will never, ever, ever buy canola oil, soy oil, corn oil, any of those. Plus you just think about manufacturing in the US and the chemicals that are dropped on them. Like, no, there's so many reasons to avoid that. But getting wow. back to sunscreen, now that we had a whole lesson on fats. <laughs> no, my mind is blown. Like I, yeah. I never considered that. I mean, I feel like I recognized as a teenager that certain foods I was consuming may contribute more to acne or something like that, but never, ever would I have considered that oils being consumed. Even, I mean, you're talking about like, again, fast food, how much, how much fast food did I eat as a teenager? Right. That's what I burned most as a teenager. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I'm really, really interested in that. I think other people are going to find that beneficial too. Yeah. Yeah. So for all those reasons, avoid bad fats, not even bad fats, just avoid fats that are handled incorrectly. So technically, if we are avoiding bad fats that are handled incorrectly, mm-hmm. our skin should not burn as much anyways. Right. And, and, then- and I will say I have noticed a huge difference. Like I said, it's weird. I've, I'm very pale, but I do have olive complexion but again, very pale. So I never, I had one sunburn as a kid and unfortunately it was sun poisoning, but Mm -hmm. I was in the South of France and fell asleep for multiple hours. So that's how I got sun poisoning. And that was miserable. But other than that, I never had a sunburn until I moved to Texas. And in Texas, I've had lots and lots of sunburns. And every year we get a sunburn up until two years ago when I like Again, you know, diet stuff, it takes a while to shift, but since shifting and changing my diet, it's made such a difference. I also take a supplement, astaxanthin, that's what it is. Astaxanthin also protects your skin. So astaxanthin is what makes salmon red or pink. Hmm. And so it's a fish oil, a form of fish oil, but it can protect your skin as well from the sun. So I start taking astaxanthin normally in January or February and by the summertime, it's built up enough where that has also protected me. So like last year we went to Mexico and again, zero sunburn the whole time. I still did the thing where I don't put on sunscreen until I've been out in the sun for 20 to 30 minutes. If I remember, (laughs) sometimes I'm not very time oriented, still no sunburn. So yeah, what you put in your body makes a huge difference on how your body reacts to sun. 
that's all really interesting. So I feel like getting those 20 minutes, but having those extra, the extra internal, internal protection. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that makes a big difference for those 20 minutes. And then yeah. afterwards you've got natural products that you can apply as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to doTERRA sunscreen in particular, I did not know this about mineral sunscreen until doTERRA educated us on it, but I think it's really cool that as soon as you apply it, you're protected. So like I used to always put on sunscreen before I would even put on my bathing suit. So that by the time I got to the pool, it had been like 20 to 30 minutes. And it's really awesome that this you apply and now you're protected instantly. It's got to be because it's mineral though, right? Like yeah. it's reflecting the rays mm-hmm. versus absorbing them anyway. So you don't have, okay, here's what's scary. You don't have to wait for the chemicals to be absorbed into your skin. <laughs> right. 20 minutes. Okay. So uh-huh. we already know that about essential oils. It's going to be in your bloodstream within those 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Um, so you have to wait for the chemicals to be absorbed and then you're protected versus this. If you're putting on a layer, it's almost mm-hmm. like a layer of clothing that now you could just walk outside and it's reflecting it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just awesome. <laughs> I think it's awesome. So a couple other things about it. I feel like mm-hmm. these are just kind of like tag words that you hear, but I think people are seeking out certain things. So I think it's important to mention it's cruelty-free, it's vegan friendly, but the big one to me growing up in South Florida is it's reef safe. I have a little bit of a funny story about this. Before the sunscreen was released, we were hanging out with some friends up in Dallas and the husband was going to be going scuba diving soon. They were going somewhere in Mexico and he was going to scuba dive. So he tells my friend, can you pick up reef safe sunscreen at the store? So we have HEBs around here and they have a pretty big selection of various different products, but she's like, Reef safe. We live in Dallas. Like they don't have reef safe <laughs> sunscreen at the store. And I will support her on that because uh-huh. I feel like I've gone before. And even when we were look, we were going to be in Florida for vacation. And so I went to our local store looking for reef safe sunscreen. And you've got to read the back of a bunch of bottles to find it. I ended up having to get something off of Amazon that was natural reef safe stuff like that because I couldn't find it. I guess I could have gotten it once I got to Florida because they have a lot more of that stuff in the stores there. But I just thought it was hilarious that she's like, we live in Dallas. There's no reason for it to be reef safe. You can't find that in the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait till you get to Mexico. You can find it there. I'm guessing. (laughs) Right, right. But maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Mexico, what their rules are. But I do know like places like Hawaii, they only sell reef safe now. So yeah, but it is nice to bring it with you and not pay tourist prices for things as well. (laughs) Yes. Well, and just to be clear, the reef safe specifically means that if something isn't reef safe, it can increase the bleaching that's happening with coral. And we are losing so many coral reefs because Mm -hmm. of the bleaching. So I think when so many people are in the water at certain touristy places, if everybody's wearing reef safe sunscreen, obviously it's protecting that wildlife and coral more so. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right. Anything else on the sunscreen? Obviously we had a lot more to say than I expected to say. (laughs) (laughs) I know this might be a slightly longer podcast than normal, but hopefully you guys found it informative. Um, I will say one other thing. There is a fourth product that is coming out in August. So this will probably air in August and that is an after sun spray, I think. Yeah. And it sounds pretty amazing. And from what I've heard about it as well, so they have let some of the higher up leaders already experiment and use this stuff. 
I've heard a lot of things about just how amazing and moisturizing it is for skin and how people will probably use it, not just after sun, but just in general, because it feels so good. So I'm excited to try it out. It's also a mist. So it'll be interesting to see if we have to rub this mist in or if it's <laughs> something that you could just spray and it falls all over your body perfectly. Right. Well, and the other thing I'll say too, is I don't know the longevity of these yet. So we just mm. got it uh, when they came out at the beginning of July. So we've had it for a month now. I have plenty left to get me through the summer, but I am curious how long these products will last me if I'm going to get through, you know, the summer with one yeah. purchase and the next summer buy more, or, you know, if it'll last me longer than that, I don't know what to expect with that part yet. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I do see it does have expiration dates on it, but I know you're talking about it from longevity of how much you'll use, but it looks like all of mine expire in 2024. So two years. Same, which I, I mean, again, if I'm using these on multiple people, I don't expect, I don't expect it to last that long. I guess right. I'm just hoping I can get through a season with it. If I only have to buy the stuff once a season, then yay for me. Right. Yeah. It's good stuff. We hope that you guys are as excited about this new sunscreen line as we are. And both Heather and I now have gone out multiple times with the sun, I mean, with the sunscreen on and the sun <laughs> <laughs> and not burned, which is pretty exciting as well. So, but definitely check out the show notes. Like I said, we'll add more of the sciencey stuff there so that if you care about that, that's all available there. And then of course we'll have the pricing listed in the show notes as well. So we hope you found this informative. Feel free to share this with friends who you think might be interested as well. And reach out if you have any questions. We're always on our social media account, Bottle Pop and Podcast. Um, or you can join our third Thursday of the month, every month, except for September. We do a Ask Us Anything Zoom call. So we'd love to have you jump on and join us there, ask any questions that you have. And we just enjoy connecting with you guys. So come join us. All right. Well, have a great week. We will be back next Friday with a brand new episode. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, you can follow these bottle popping ladies at bottlepoppinpodcast.com. Tune in next week to learn about what bottle we're popping. Until next time, take care. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease.